Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, a less boisterous opening to tonight's show, because as we are sat around the microphone, it is September 11th, 2021, and it's the 20-year anniversary of the terrorist attacks on New York, which, as we all know, cost an unacceptable number of lives as the World Trade Center was attacked, uh, also the Pentagon, and also Flight 93, where the passengers um, actually took on the hijackers and forced the, field, the uh, plane down in a field. Uh, it was, as I understand, headed towards either the state capitol in uh, Washington or, or the White House. So what we're going to do just to kick off the program tonight, I thought it'd be appropriate if we go round the table with Steve and Tiff and we kind of gather what we remember of that day. Tiff was five, Steve was ten. So who wants to go first? They're looking yeah. at each other. Um, I was in school when it happened, in primary school. And I remember they were showing us, may have been something about refugees, a movie or something, because we're doing it about the about the Second World War. It's, it's what we were doing. Oh, at the, um, yeah, yeah. The, when they uh, evacuated the kids yeah. to country-lying areas like this one from London and Liverpool. And I remember they were... The tape had finished, and they were about to rewind. And at that point, they, you know, just a channel came on, mm. and it was of. I think it was smoke around the first tower. Okay. And at the time, I just I didn't pay that much attention because I thought it was just a movie. I I, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And also on that day, I had been after a cane figure from WWE for ages, one with the mask. And that arrived. He that, had only just started in the yeah. WWE. Well, it would be WWF at yeah. the time, wouldn't it? it? That had only just arrived from Brooklyn. Yeah. Ah. That day. I remember that figure. Tiff. Uh, well, like you said, I was five, so I really can't remember what was going on that particular day when I was five years old. You, you wouldn't have been in the no. same class no. as Steve, and so I, you wouldn't have had exposure to it on no. TV. No, yeah, so I don't think they actually, I think because the teachers knew we were five and probably wouldn't stand, they didn't really explain anything to us. I don't we, remember anything being explained to we us. We only saw it on the... TV, literally a fluke. Because, because they were rewinding the VHS tape. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason we saw it. Yeah. I think the only time that then I would understand is if you would have told me what had gone on. I think I did that when I got home. Yeah. Yeah. Because I rem it was 2001. In May of that year, we as a family took our first trip to America 
when we mm. went to Kissimmee in Florida and we visited the uh, Disney World, Universal, um, NASA, NASA Gatorland, Ep we did all of it. Animal Kingdom. But yeah. one of the things when we were planning that trip, I don't know if you guys remember, I was kind of hoping that the flight would take us over New York mm. because I had it in mind that my first time in America, I, I wanted to see New York. Just, you know, didn't want to stop there. Mm. Just wanted to see it. And for us to divert to New York from Manchester at that point would have added about a couple of hundred to everybody's ticket. Mm. So we didn't do it. And I thought, well, another day. And, of course, come four months later, the attacks happened. Now, it was a Tuesday afternoon, because with the difference in time, it was mid-afternoon for us. I was working in the office, mm. and it was like coffee break time. Mm. And those who smoked had gone out for a smoke, and the rest of us were reading a newspaper, whatever. Um, computers were relatively new the internet was relatively new at the office mm -hmm. and like windows 95 or something it probably was actually yeah. well there's yeah. windows 95 and there's windows 98 wasn't yes. there and then it went to xp well they did they never had 95 at the office they went from nt oh. to 98 oh okay anyway um i was trying to get hold on uh, you know, the news site. I think it was possibly BBC News, but the site seemed to be down. I couldn't get through, which was nothing new because uh, internet um, access was, was you know pretty hit and miss in those early days. And somebody who'd gone out of the office for a smoke break came back and said that one of the World Trade Center towers had been hit. And I thought, wow, maybe that's why I can't get on to the BBC. So I tried to get on to CNN's website. So I always prefer CNN for international news. Then somebody else came in and said, wow, a plane's just hit the Empire, the, um, not the Empire State Building, I'm sorry, the World Trade Center. And I remember saying, yeah, 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 we've just been, no, no, no. The other tower's been hit now as well. And I thought, no, that's crazy. That that, that couldn't happen. It, it just couldn't happen. No. Mm -hmm. And people started to discuss it. And we decided to go to the conference room, which wasn't being used that day, and switch on the TV. And as I, I, I switched on and, and took a look, other people from the office joined us. And I remember seeing one of the towers... And I didn't know which one. Um, and it was a live feed. And I thought, well, something's hit it quite high up. But the other one, you know, it's, it's in all that smoke behind it. We just can't see it. Mm. What I didn't realise was that I was looking at the North Tower, the first one to be hit. 
the south tower, which had been hit considerably lower down, had already collapsed. The smoke wasn't coming from the fire in the north tower. Mm. It was the rising cloud of rubble dust yeah. from the now collapsed south tower. Because the second tower to be hit was the first to collapse. And I was just, I remember I was horrified just standing there. It looked like something out of Die Hard. Mm. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And then this tower came down. And I remember one of the women who was standing next to me burst out in tears saying, how many people have we just seen die in that? And there, there were just no words. See, this was a disaster and you were five years old. Yeah. And you you can't remember it. Yeah. Which is, is fair enough. The first major world event that happened um, was, for me, was when I was three. Mm. And Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. Only I never saw that. But my earliest memory of TV was his funeral and I didn't know that it was his funeral for years until I saw footage much much later on and there was like the the eternal flame kind of thing and a small boy saluting just beside it his son and I remembered seeing that little boy and asking who he was mm. It stuck with me yeah. all that time that I never actually saw the desire, the the actual assassination, yeah. even though it was photographed. Yeah. Another that I remember is I don't know if either of you have heard of this, the Abivan Colliery disaster, a village in South Wales. You know how they yeah. have these yeah. huge like piles of of, of rubble it and coal, and, the and it took yeah. out. It came down in an avalanche and it buried the local school. Yeah. Yeah. Now, back then, as with the Kennedy assassination, we didn't have the 24-hour news cycle. And I remember the, the footage of people digging to see if they could find any survivors. And mm. I remember it being like a news flash thing on a Sunday morning yeah. that they were still digging, even though it had happened... You know, on a school day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what really resonated with me most about 9-11 was we were just on the cusp of everybody having a camera with them at all time yeah. on their phone. And rarely has a disaster like this been so well documented because earlier on today... I was watching a documentary on Netflix about it and I saw some footage I'd never seen before which was actually of the first plane yeah. actually hitting the building and it was basically just a tourist with a camera taking photographs on that bright morning as they would mm. but to have actually been watching live as the North Tower fell you know 
it was different in the way that it was presented um, because cameras usually show up after the event. Yeah. They were there for this yeah. and it was caught in unprecedented detail. Yeah. We saw those poor people jumping to their deaths from the top floors knowing they couldn't get out and choosing that as a preference to actually being burnt to death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... I, I still think it's the most traumatic thing I've, I've ever seen on, on television. And, of course, it, it would have ramifications which are with us to, yeah. to this day. There was one um, that had, I think it was her dad, he jumped out 13 stories high, but he managed to survive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So son did actually manage to survive. Yeah, um, I, I saw some people being pulled out today and you know in this documentary and they had really horrific burns and all yeah. this. Um, but when we saw the photos the following day, it was of, of New York. I mean, you always saw the New York skyline um, from, from the water. And you always had the World Trade Center. You always had the Chrysler Building. You always had the Empire State Building. They, they were all there. In, in any tourist shot, yeah. they were there. But it was... Seeing the shots the following day with the World Trade Center missing, it was like looking into the face of somebody whose face that you know you know a film star or a model or something and they'd had their front two teeth removed yeah yeah it was like oh my something's missing yeah. and new york was kind of disfigured yeah. um as you both know uh several years later um your mum and i visited new york for my 50th birthday and we, we went to the site to um, pay our respects as they were building the, the Freedom Tower. And there were people there, you know, who, who would tell you their stories of where they were. Um, if, you, if you sort of stopped to chat to anybody, they, they would tell you and the, you know, the memories were still raw and I think they will be for generations yeah. to come because yeah. you don't overcome something like that. Uh, another thing that I, I wanted to bring up while we're on the subject of 9-11 and moving slightly back to our normal uh, realm, which is films and stuff, is, I don't know if you've seen this, Tiff, there is a movie streaming on Netflix. It came out this week and it's called Worth. No, I haven't. It is possibly one of the best films I think I'll see this year. Oh, yeah. Um, it ties in with 9-11 because shortly after the, the explosion, the took everybody's took all those all, all those lives 
the the government was scared that if people started to sue yeah it would absolutely bankrupt the american economy right. the families of those who did not survive yeah so they decided to preempt this by offering compensation okay okay and it's it's a common practice and they have to work out what level of compensation to give mm. now then let me ask you what is a human life worth and how do you come up with a figure that's what i was going to say like how could they come up with a figure of compensation right well the way they do it is by using actuarial tables okay. an actual an actuarial table is what your insurance companies will use mm. are you a smoker oh okay yeah do you know um are you in a stressful job um you know yeah. what's your health i'd ask answer all those questions to get the house that's right so the insurance company will know if you're a good risk or not mm and what level of insurance you will need because insurance companies as we all know are not there to insure you they're not there for your benefit yeah. they insure you in the hope that you'll never need to take out that insurance so they make a profit yeah okay so they use these actuarial tables to figure out your likely lifespan mm. okay and then for the purposes of this exercise they they look at earnings mm. and what your your likely average earnings would have been over the years were you a high flyer were you going to get promoted what level could you realistically have reached yeah. and then they jiggle some figures around and that's your worth mm. i've worked in government long enough to, to know that when they are doing some kind of compensation there have to be limits there have to be boundaries yeah because remember what the governments were doing here were trying not to bankrupt themselves yeah so they offer you this sum in the hope that you won't be suing them for double triple quadruple that yeah. amount because we're talking over 2,000 lives lost here mm. And this uh, lawyer, uh, Feynman, has worked on this kind of job before, takes the job because he wants to serve his country and do something, but he doesn't realise how big a job it's going to be. Because to him, he's been the master of compensation schemes before, and it's straightforward. Yeah right okay victim a judging on the tables he would have lived to have been 70. yeah in that time let's see he was an executive he would have made this add this to that and that's his son yeah now this guy uh he died 75 he was a road sweeper he's going to get quite a bit lower yeah okay 
it's heartless yeah but that's how it works mm -hmm. and he does a town hall meeting kind of thing and you get these people turn up and they say how can you say that my husband of 25 years was worth less than somebody with a corner office in the south tower yeah can you look me in the eye and tell me that yeah and he can't no and there's um, a community activist who's lost a wife there and he's played by Stanley Tucci mm. a guy called Francis Wolf and he and the lawyer butt heads and over the course of the film and it's based on, a f on the, the lawyer's actual account of what happened mm. um, they realise that one size doesn't fit all that there's a human being behind every single figure yeah and he has a chance meeting with a family of a firefighter who passed away and they don't want compensation all they want is for him to be recognized have his name known mm. have him acknowledged what he did and what a hero he was yeah. and they don't want the money yeah and he's trying to give them the money and you know they, they don't want it so fair enough but that fireman had another relationship and another family during the course of his marriage he'd been having an affair with somebody else wow. had two daughters with her the other lady wanted compensation Wow! but the compensation has to go to the next of kin yeah so he can give compensation for his wife's three kids mm. and he can give for the the other ladies two kids yeah. five kids in all but he can't not tell the grieving widow wow there's another case where a guy comes to them in tears because his partner had died on the plane yeah. they were going to be married in a civil ceremony yeah. he was the last person his partner called yeah. the deceased's parents wanted the compensation but didn't want him to have anything because they refused to accept their son was gay oh my god and this gives you a strong indication of the human aspect mm. in all this and I think it's it may be a career best performance by a person I've said many times is one of Hollywood's most underrated actors Who's to me that? he's as good as as, as the hero any day yeah. and it's michael keaton oh yeah and he plays the the entire part with a kind of a humanity and he, he puts on this um kind of main new england accent yeah and the film is directed so skillfully that you can actually with a clear conscience see 
both sides of the argument. Mm. You can see how his approach, um, not taking it personally, it's all about the figures, would work because he would need to distance yeah, himself. Yeah, you can't get attached to things yeah. like that at all. But you can see the victim's points of view as yeah. well. And you hear some pretty harrowing reports that are at times hard to listen to. And I suggested this as my film to review this week on the Midweek Drive Morning Edition mm. um, for Siren FM via Southside Broadcasting. And among the four of us who saw it, it got two tens, Alex, myself. It got a nine and a half, mm. and it got a nine. Wow. Really so tough. I would urge you to watch that. You watched yeah. it with me. Uh, what did you think? I loved it. Um, I I find sometimes with Netflix films, um, one of the ones I watched was Aftermath. It, it's kind of like a haunted house one, and it, it just felt like a cheap bad movie. Mm. Um, Something that you'd find in the on the seven pound shelf um, in Asda. I, I yeah. can't not recommend that at all enough. Mm. But with Worth, that, in all honesty, should have had a theatrical release. It, it, it's that good a film. So that would cover our... We've done 26 minutes um, about 9-11. And if you... Tiffany suggested that we, we do a, a, a minute silence... Did you not? Yeah. Um, so we will do that, and it'll be one minute, and then we'll get back to business as normal. Thank you for that, and now it's on with the show as usual. So I can only guess there's only two words that I can say, Tiff. Hey, kids! So, I do believe Tiffany has got a film that she wants to review for us. Okay. Do tell. I do, actually. Tell me more, tell me more. But, just to add to, because I'm talking about Disney+. Plus. Yes. I read today that all the new the movies coming out now, Disney Plus, yes. they're all going to get released through Disney Plus and not through cinema. What, you mean like they're animated classics? 
Yeah, the, all I all I saw it was really annoying because I saw it on my phone, so I went to click on it to read more, and then it disappeared. And I was like, "Well, that's great. I needed to look, know more about that, but I didn't go further in." But they were saying that all the movies were just going to go on to Disney Plus, so uh, there was going to be no theatrical. That's not true. No. Um, with the success of Shang Chi, they've said that Eternals is going to cinema. Yeah, only. but that's Marvel. It's not. Disney. I know Disney own it, but Marvel is still run as Marvel, a kind of slightly different entity. Um, but in regards to that, I did watch Cruella. I didn't think that it'd be on Disney Plus that soon. No, I've noticed as well. You know, same with Cruella. Yeah. If you're about to pre-order a film now with Disney on this, mm. there's no point pre-ordering them anymore because the pre-order window is about a week, maybe two. It's that small. Black Widow's out on Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. But I watched um, Cruella last weekend, and I wasn't... I I wanted to go see it in the cinema, but I I didn't. We ended up watching... Ah! The Silent Quiet Place. Yeah. There we go. I was like, it's silent. Quiet Place Part part 2. Yeah, yeah. Which is now also out on blue. Oh, is it? Alright, okay. So maybe it is time that Cruella came out, actually. But it was a toss-up. I would have liked to watch Cruella, but Sean said that he wanted to see Quiet Place 2, so we went to watch Quiet Place 2. But yeah, I was like, I really want to watch Cruella, so I was happy that it came out on Disney+. And I wasn't sure how they were going to make it, because some... Um, live-action Disney movies and especially like spin-offs they could be good and then they they can be like meh it's really hit and miss so like to look back on all the live-action movies you've had Cinderella which was okay I thought it was okay I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast but the only thing I didn't like was when they started putting in time travel in it and i was like that's not that's not an original they put time travel in it yeah. yeah see this is why i don't bother with their live action so, adaptations they were talking about Belle's mother and she passed away but she passed away because she caught covid <laughs> no but it was like i think it would it would have been the black plague or something like that black, black plague. plague is that the, not the wrong one i don't know I don't know. There, I was, some, there, was, there was something that she it. caught. She caught something. And she was. She was Boxing ill. Oh, I fell it. asleep. Oh well, there we go. That well, it was it. a roaring log fire, and I was comfortable. <laughs> and bored. And um, they introduced this book, and all she had to think of was a memory, or think of someone, and it'll take her to that place. Oh, it's all a bit Harry and Potter, isn't it? And I was just it? a bit like, well, you know, Emma Watson was in it, so. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think it's really Harry Potter. I, I just thought it was a bad movie because I thought even the CGI in it was awful. See, I didn't mind it. We're like, still talking I, about Beauty and the Beast yes, now. Beauty yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't mind it, but I, I just found that little bit of time travel pointless, and I kind of felt like they just put it in there to make the film go that little bit longer. But I think it'd have been better without it, to be honest. Um, then you've got. See, people are raving on about Jungle Book, but I didn't enjoy the live-action Jungle Book. It was okay, but the problem, I think, was Bill Murray wasn't a bit below the bear. And 
The Jungle Book was the Disney film of my childhood. It came out when I was seven. Oh, and really? I, I saw that so many times at the cinema. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't really take that well to it. Mm. The only one of the live action adaptations, and it wasn't really an adaptation, it was kind of a continuation, was Christopher Robin. I really yeah. enjoyed that, yeah. But I mean, again, you said it was a humanity. continuation. Yeah. Um, you've got, I thought Dumbo. I, but I'm a bit Dumbo biased. It's okay. Tim Burton. Yeah, and again, another good performance by Michael Keaton. Yeah, but Tim Burton. And Tim Burton. a really good performance by Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Without those two, it wouldn't have been a good movie. No. Yeah, but Tim Burton would have casted them. But it still wouldn't have been that good a movie. Yeah, but Tim Burton knew what he was doing. Uh, Unless our listeners don't know, this is where it comes raging to the fore that Tiff is a huge Tim Burton fan. Yes. In fact, one of Tiff's biggest frustrations in life is that Tim Burton was life. location scouting in this very area. Yeah. And you and know what she frustrated me the most? I don't know why. I thought, because Bo was only a puppy, that she was still quite young. Yeah. And I thought, and I, I was driving, I was driving, that it would be a good idea to go to that beach. But yeah. I, then I looked outside and I was like, nah, the weather's a bit meh, I'll leave it. And I stayed at home. And that was the day. And that was the day that he was there. Yeah, you could have bumped into Imagine. Tim Burton on a beach with only a location scout for company. Honestly, I don't think I'd be able to approach him though. I I, I would have gone silent and I'd be like, uh, 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 and that's all I could probably come out with. That's it. It's like the time that we saw, um, uh, Xander. Yeah. You were speechless. Yeah, and then he was like, would you like a hug? And I just hugged him there and then. You rushed him. You almost knocked him. Like a ten pin off his off his bar stool. Yeah, but he said, "Would you like a hug?" So I, I thought you we weren't going to wait. Gonna you, hug you, he didn't have to ask you twice, did no, he? No, 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 he didn't. No, he did not. And then you've got Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. That's a good one, Alice in Wonderland. Looking through the the looking through the glass and stuff. Through the looking glass. Through the looking glass. There we go. Looking through the looking glass and having a look. Yes. <laughs> That was okay. Okay. But there was never really a. From a Disney perspective, they should only we, did. Should we go Alice back to Cruella? to Cruella? Okay, I thought we were just gonna go through the Disney. Oh, directions. okay. Then no, you you carry on. No, no, it's fine. I'll just go straight to Cruella. I enjoy Cruella very much. Good it's Very anyway. different. I did not even stop for a breath. <laughs> it carry was on. a different perspective. From when she was younger to how she now has become all about Dalmatians and, and the skinning not, of like, them yeah. and the cruelty. Yeah. You can kind does of Does she have the car? Yes, she does. Because at one point it's um she's got Deville as yeah. a number plate. 
Yeah. And one of her, um, well, she's got um, her accomplices and henchmen. Yeah. Lackeys. Yeah. So the the smaller, more chubbier one comes through out of the car, and he go. And I think it's really funny actually. He's like, it's spelt devil, but it's pronounced devil. And I was like, I didn't even notice that. Really. I did not even notice that. I thought it's it was just Cruella de Vil. all over it. But that one I picked up on straight away. Oh, whatever. Of course you would. I had to tell you about Kanganru. Only because Dad told you. <sighs> no, I actually figured that out. Then told oh. you. Because Dad told me to tell you, thinking that... It's like, right. I'd have thought that you'd have got that way before him, but you disappointed me. Being a parent, kids, it's not easy. Anyhow, so, why are you both just staring at me? Because <laughs> you've insulted us. Can you say that with less of a list? <laughs> insulted us. <laughs> Suffering fuck attack. <sighs> but it's all about Cruella from the young age and then she's growing up. She gets into a fashion design job. She wasn't initially for the fashion design job. She was just a cleaner. Um, her mum passed away young. Does it make you feel sorry for her? No, because she, she passed away young and there was two infants um, as well that were around the city that she was and they kind of like made themselves a home. They were homeless and they were just up to no good like they went around stealing and stuff like that okay so she was more it wasn't a film that you felt sorry for it it was more like she had that she's always had attitude, this attitude sort of sadistic streak yeah okay and it was kind of giving you a perspective of how she's got two different personalities because I, I can't remember the name that she Use, but that was like her as a good girl, and then she went, Oh, Cruella's coming out now. Oh, right. So, you know, you so had that Cruella split isn't herself. actually her given name. No. So it's something like, I don't know, I Patsy. Mm. Gertrude. I need to look it up, sorry. It's giving you like half a. Daisy. Half a story. Talk about something else, and I'll come back to you. We're waiting. Estella. Oh, okay. Estella is her actual name. Speaking of Stella, Steve went out drinking last night. I know, he told me. Yeah, Did you get he drunk? Had, no. he Hangover? Had, no. We had two pints of Stella. It's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Where did you... Oh, you went to that Chinese place, yeah, didn't you? in Carnarvon. Yeah. Was it nice? Yeah, it was... Uh, I like the young terracotta warrior thing. I've never been. I want to go. But... Let me tell you, right? We dropped him off. Yeah. Went for food, right? Oh, where did you guys go? Oh, just Weatherspoons. Oh. Okay. Alright. I came home. I was going to watch the um, Mortal Kombat animated movie, and I thought that's an eighty-minute movie. Then I might listen to a CD. I might watch a program. I might just read. You know, got plenty of time. Sixty-five minutes in. Right, I'm done. Can you come and fetch me? <laughs> it's fun. 
<laughs> I enjoyed it. So it's not like when you had to pick me up from Bellinelli. And look for you all over the damn place. No. Uh, I Much smoother I than that. I screenshotted where the place was. It's not my fault you decided to ignore that screenshot. Oh. I didn't know where I was. A dire child, a dire child indeed. All right, Stephen, right. being that we uh, have just talked about your birthday celebration, because the last time we were here, you were about to turn 30. Now then. He's got a refrigerator in his bedroom. No, it's a PS5. It looks like a refrigerator. The PS5. PS5. Two things we want to hear from you. Life at 30. What's it like? Because I don't remember. She, she's not there yet. Of course um, you don't remember. It's like half your age. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, and we want to hear about the PS5. Okay, so 30 is one that, to be honest, I'm still is trying to get your head around it. Mainly because it's, I think it's the zero at the end. And the it's just like 10 and 20. But yeah, but it's... Oh, I'm going to play this episode back to you in five years' time. Okay. <laughs> and see how you feel about it then when your nifty new aviator-style glasses, clearly ripped off from me, are hanging around your chest by a golden chain. You know what? I've had a lot of comments at work, and they said they were very nice. And I, you know what I did? And I was like, I know they look very nice. And apparently I'm not supposed to say stuff like that. No, you're not. Apparently I'm just supposed to say thank you, and that's yes, it. Yes, exactly. Have people at work pointed this out to you? Yes. That's good. But I still have to go, I Do know. they know that you're, no. once again shamelessly plagiarising my look. These are not the same glasses as yours. Well, no, mine are better, I admit. No, but, mine are better. But, you know... Mine are definitely better. Yeah, if only you could see through them. I can see through Anyway, PS5, Steve. Oh, no, you were going to tell us about life at 30. Yeah. How it's different because it's got a zero at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's just something that... I don't know, I'm still just trying to get my head around it. Um, it's just one that, for me, the age itself, it, this is the first time it's actually felt like a big one compared to, you know, previous years. But you know that in real terms, you're only two weeks older than you were Yeah, it's two weeks ago. Yeah, it makes no sense. Hmm. Uh, i got to admit, I did not appreciate travelling to work on my own on Monday and Tuesday. Because no. he was off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're travelling back on Tuesday by yourself. Unless you want to come with us to see Malignant at the well, cinema. Well, that's just rude. Go on a Wednesday or something. No. Anyway, PS5. PS5. Okay. PS5 is really hard to describe because the... She just you, described it as a fridge. Well, it's not a fridge. It does look like a refrigerator. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at the graphics... the What's best the download speed on it? It's really fast. There's no loading times. Yeah, that's what I meant, loading times. Sorry, there exactly. There's no there loading any. times. No, I told him that. How the, did the, you know? I've already seen one, and I've seen one load a game. I told him it was really quick. Yeah, but was that one a digital one? Yeah, it was yeah, a non-disc one. They don't. Um, what I was going to say. Oh, hold on, no, hold on. We know where you saw it as well. <laughs> um. Do you think you should get the Xbox now, like you did last time? I'm not buying another Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh just putting boy. that out there. 
the the best way I can describe graphics on it is it's like DVD and Blu-ray. Okay. PS4 would be DVD, and PS5 would be Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's more kind of the smaller graphics that really stand out. Ones that you wouldn't really think to look at. Yeah. Backgrounds. Um, they are stunning. What about hair and water? Hair looks realistic. Water, okay. I haven't seen much of. Okay. I have, after playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is like oh, a Pixar. I do like Ratchet. It's like a Pixar movie, but in game form. Yeah. Um, sci-fi, pretty much. I have ordered the double pack of both Spider-Man games on PS5. Oh, okay. Because what I want to see to really make sure. Oh, it was Spider-Man that I saw. What I really want to see is. It's great when you get a new console and you see the new graphics. I want to see Spider-Man Remastered on it because that's a game I really know. Games are expensive though, aren't they? Yeah, but there's a catch. Certain games are more expensive than others. Why? If it's a Sony-owned one, because they, they've patented the technology with the controller and how different things work, there's more to them. Oh, so okay. if you're buying an exclusive game like with Nintendo, yeah, they're going to be more expensive, but you're guaranteed to have a good game. Okay. It, it's you don't even have to look at any reviews; it'll just be good. Tell us about the haptic controllers. The what? <laughs> the haptic controllers. Haptic. That... What's haptic? Basically, you can feel everything through the controller. So okay. say if you're um, shooting a gun. You feel the ricochet. You can actually... Recoil. Yeah, you can actually ricochet feel it. Ricochet is when back. a bam- bullet bounces back at you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Could you feel that too? <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, re- it's really impressive, especially the fact that it updates itself as well. I've heard that they're doing a VR thing, that they're actually putting you in like almost like a, uh, like a torso kind of suit. So then when you're going around shooting people, if you get shot, then it kind of like does that sort of motion to you. So you actually feel like a... Yeah. This is Ready Player One stuff, isn't it? Come on. No, it's that kind of... What you've just said, that is close. Yeah. That's very close now. See, told you. Hmm. Well, he tried to convince me that his haptic controller, if he got his hand wet in the game, his hand would be wet in real life. I bet you fell for it as well. No, of course I didn't. You are forgetting that I once convinced him to buy a speedboat game and told him that if he stood near the screen, his face could feel the spray. (laughs) True, Steve? Yeah. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a fantastic system to work with. Better than all the others? Can you rate from PS1 to PS5 what your favourite is? Go from higher to lower. Do you want him to add in the other game systems he's had as well? Yeah, go on. Uh, PS1 first. It's the highest. Is that the highest? Is that the best you've ever played? Well, that if it wasn't for Why did we waste money on getting you a PS5 if we could have just got you another PS1? If it wasn't for PS1, there wouldn't be a PS5. Um, (laughs) One, two... Freddy's coming for you. Five, four, oh. three. Um, 
You've had Xboxes. That's the we, bottom. Yeah, but we asked from all your consoles from top to bottom. Well, Xbox would be at the end. Well, you've had different Xboxes. They'd both you've be at the all end. four Xboxes. Put them in. And you had a GameCube. You've had I've a nev- Nintendo. I've never had a GameCube. You had a Game Boy. Game Boy. I've had a Game Boy. A DS. What did you have before your PS One? You Nintendo, had some no, Sega. Nintendo. Sega Mega well, Drive. Well, there we go. Shouldn't that be in it as well? Come on, Stephen. Do it properly now. I didn't really. Do it properly from the very beginning. You're worse. I... You want a piece of paper? No. <laughs> um, a pencil. I was all after. Xbox to begin with because I thought that the exclusive games were better than PlayStation because at that point PlayStation didn't have any. Yeah. But what happened was all the big studios that Xbox had, Sony bought them. Mm. So everything that I would have bought on Xbox is only on Sony. Mm -hmm. And they have Halo, but who cares? Now then, you got very excited the other day because there were some trailers for upcoming games yeah. in 2023. Now, okay, you oh, can... That's really far away. But not that far away when you think really. about it. And there's a reason. I've seen the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Uh, the big reveal at the end being that you'll be fighting Venom. Ooh. But you didn't pick up no. on whose voice we were hearing and I'm convinced it's Craven the Hunter. Yeah. They, they pretty much said with Spider-Man 2, the reason it's coming out in 2023 is because usually they will give you, you can explore Manhattan Island, and that's it. This time they're doing all of New York, everything. So the suburbs as well? Yeah. So you'll be able to go to Forest Hills and see Aunt May? Yeah. They, they've, they've pretty much... Um, also, what they've done this time is you've had the Spider-Man game come out and the Miles Morales game, and you'll be able to play both of them. The other one that I'm really looking forward to is God of War Ragnarok. That's out next year, which is the sequel to the God of War game of a couple of years ago. And somehow, one of the complete blinders was there's a Wolverine coming Wolverine game coming out by Insomniac Games, the ones who did Spider Man. Sony owned that studio, and they're finally remaking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. But somehow, that's exclusive to Sony. No other platform can have it. Possibly as part of the deal for them to have Spider Man for their uh, games licensing. Possibly. But, but there's an awful lot coming out. They haven't announced if these are coming to... I know that God of War is coming to PS4. Spider-Man, Wolverine and Star Wars, not sure yet. It might be announced. These t- tend to be announced close to the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the catalogue, especially if you think PS5 versus the new Xbox, the new Xbox has nothing. No, okay. That they're big. Ex- well, you say that they've got nothing, but there's bound to be something because they haven't actually announced anything yet. The fact they haven't announced anything doesn't mean that there's nothing. Well, what they did was they spent a 
fortune buying Bethesda games. Yeah. Who do the Elder Scrolls and that kind of thing. The only problem there is they're popular games, but it's a very niche market. And that's what they use as kind of like, we have this studio. Then Sony went, well, we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this, oh, we're launching this. They've gone to the point where Xbox have actually said that they wish they'd come up with a haptic sensor controller. But Sony do have a habit of keeping their proprietary hardware to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But as well, like, I know you're saying that Xbox have nothing and stuff like that, but it's a bit biased because you've always been a PS person, where well, someone that's doing Xbox yeah. will say, oh, yeah, but PS, well, they the don't reason- really have much. It's like. When you have phones, you either typically, I know you guys are different, but typically you've got your either, you've got your iPhone, well, it's iPhone or Android, really, yeah. isn't it? And then everybody who's got iPhone will be like, oh, I don't know why you've got an Android. And then all Android people will be like, I don't know why you've got an iPhone. It's all that, like, you're I'm, either one or the other. The reason I'm this dead set against Xbox is I bought the Xbox One thinking that, right, it'll be like the 360, so I'll buy both systems, great. Xbox One, other than the launch titles, had nothing. Mm. They, they promised a lot at the very beginning. So it's like, see, Sean would argue that you got on that. But it just... Because he loves his Xbox One. Died. Mm. It, it's... If Xbox needs something big that they haven't done before because you, you even see more and more now that people are buying the Sony products just for the exclusives because they're just better. It seems that Sony are cornering the mar- market yeah. on established franchises. Yeah. Now with Matrix Resurrection coming out uh, around Christmas and there's a trailer for that which is exceptional I'm not even going to try and explain it to you because I'm not sure I understand it myself. (laughs) Um, I wonder how long it will be before there is an either Xbox or Sony PS5 Matrix game. It's it's bound to happen. Got to happen. Yeah. Right, well, we have been going on now for 55 minutes and it's time that we drew this to a close. I was going to try and cover uh, Candyman the latest reboot so we'll do that in a sentence keep away from it it sucks and we were going to cover shang chi and the legend of the ten rings just just watch it um just watch it it is aces okay uh now we're not back in two weeks time like we normally are because somebody who shall remain nameless is having her hen party Oh, shall remain nameless, uh, nameless, the only girl that's on the podcast. Well, thank you for making that obvious. <laughs> and I want you to make me a, a promise on the air, okay? Yeah. Do not get your mother white girl wasted. <laughs> so we will be back actually on October the 9th with the podcast. Oh. And that will be a few short days before the 13th of October, which in my diary has Tiff's wedding, TBC. 
Uh, it's still in pencil. Can you put that in pen? And can you stop putting TBC next to it as well? It's just an insult now. Come on. Um, You've we... had the invite. I've had your RSVP back. Thank you very much. Now put it in pen and get rid hang of the on, TBC. Hang on a second. Did you read my notes? Yes, I did. Okay. Right then. <laughs> My demands. And then the week after that, it's DC Fandom. Are you coming to watch DC Fandom with us? It'll be about five hours of the best DC content you will ever see. And then we can discuss it on our next show, which is Saturday the 23rd. So I'm putting that down. Shall I put that down in pen? Oh, give over. So, podcast DC Fandom. Right, okay. So, lovely listeners, we will be back on the air on October the 9th. Until such a time as that actually happens, let's hear a farewell from Tiff. See ya, from Tiff. Seriously, that's it. Yeah. And a farewell from Steve. Until next time. And from me, stay low, stay sharp, stay safe, stay weird. <laughs>